Leah. Kyle. What's up? Hey. <laughs> it's the Morningside Hoops podcast. And we're back. We're on a consistent basis yeah, now. Yeah, I was just going to say, go. weekly basis is a great thing. It this is. This is awesome. It is. We're in a rhythm. Yes. We're in a rhythm. Uh, good episode today. We know for a fact that we'll be talking to Kenny Noland. Mm-hmm, but we, he might have a mystery guest. He mystery. might not have a guest. So we'll figure it out. We will figure it out. I think uh, we also like to build some suspense maybe for the listeners. Yeah. And they can guess who's going to come oh, on. Why don't we guess, Aaliyah? Okay. Why don't we guess? Why don't we guess? Okay, because we basically don't give any rules for anyone listening. We say, yeah. bring who you want on the team. Yeah. Um, well, we try and get one person, mm-hmm. and I'm always going to give my boy Steve Merrill a shout out. Steve Merrill got us hooked up with Kenny Nolan today. Yes. Right? But then we like to say, bring a guest. Like, bring yeah. who you want. That way they bring somebody that maybe they're close with on the mm-hmm. team, right? Maybe somebody that share a laugh, make for a better episode, make for a better listen for the people listening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I'm looking at the roster right now, Aaliyah. I'm saying if I had to go, I'm going to maybe pick a classmate. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go. Well, Avery's already been on this year. Yeah. So I'm going to go Blair Thompson. Okay, That's his fellow go, classmate. I was going to go Zeno. You're going to go Zeno. Zena Dean. Yes. Yes. So um, I, I have a feeling it'll be him. I don't know. It's just a uh, You just have a, a feeling. feeling. Yeah. Do you have insider information? I don't. Are you sure? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you're not sure? <laughs> my insider information is never accurate. Okay. So okay. I have to rely on myself. Okay. But we will be speaking to the men's basketball team this week, as is our new... I don't know, I want to say policy. That sounds really intimidating. Our new plan. Our new plan. A plan of action. Yes. There we go. Uh, the men are home this weekend to take on Princeton uh, right here. Schiller Court at Levy and Gymnasium. That game starts at 2 p.m. Princeton currently receiving votes in the uh, AP Top 25. So it's going to be quite a test for the men's basketball team. They did start the league season with... Two losses, however, on the road at Cornell, at Yale, two of the teams. Cornell, I know, top 100 in the net rankings. I think Yale's just outside the top 100 in the net rankings. The game against Cornell, and we'll talk more about this to Kenny Nolan and guests to be determined, but the game against Cornell, I mean, I pretty much watched the entire second Mm -hmm. half. That game was down to the wall. I mean, I know you'll look at the score and see we lost by 12, but Columbia just went toe-to-toe, punch for punch with Cornell, uh, Ivy League opener. They were there within, I think it was like a three or a five point game still with just yeah. a couple minutes left. Yeah. I don't think either team led by more than like five or seven, it felt like for a long time. Every time Cornell, it looked like Cornell might go up double figures and get a little bit of a comfortable lead. The Lions just made a couple shots, made some tough shots. Zena Dean, I remember him making a few shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny Nolan, who we're going to speak to, hitting some shots from the outside. So, uh, really, I thought impressive performance, even though it resulted in a loss at Cornell. And then to have to go to Yale two mm-hmm. days later, uh, I'm not sorry, not two days later. It was six days later. Uh, but another tough Ivy League team that's always competitive. James Jones always puts together a really good team. So uh, it's a really difficult open to the Columbia men's basketball schedule. And then for your first home game, lo and behold, you get yeah. the team that went to the Sweet 16 last year. Yeah. So uh, difficult opening schedule, but. The Ivy League tournament is here this year, and I know the Lions want to be in it. Yeah, and I feel like I'd rather have, like, that tough schedule ahead of time in this way. Um, they, you know, they did really well in the first half against Yale, too. So, yes. um, you know, get the really hard ones out of the way and, and learn from it, grow from it, and then it should make the other matchups seem not as intimidating. 
You bring up a good point. Yeah, you bring up a good thanks. point. But let's let's stop. You know, let these are our opinions. But let's hear what Kenny yes. and our guests have to say. Yes, for sure. For sure. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to give you some time to think about who you think the guest is going to be. Stick around. At Athletic Brewing Company, we've built America's first craft non-alcoholic brewery. We've created a lineup of award-winning non-alcoholic beers. Our beers are made with organic grains and start at only 50 calories. Athletic beers are perfect for anyone who loves being healthy and active, but also loves to enjoy great-tasting beer with friends. To give us a try, go to athleticbrewingcompany.com and use code ATHLETIC20 for 20% off your first order. JAG Physical Therapy is proud to be the official in-network physical therapy provider for Columbia University Athletics. JAG Physical Therapy treats patients of all ages and abilities, including care for general orthopedic, sports, and musculoskeletal injuries, workers' compensation cases, and Medicare patients. With over 130 facilities throughout the New Jersey, New York, and Pennsylvania area, there is sure to be a location convenient for you. Get back the life you love with JAG Physical Therapy. For more information on the services they provide or to make an appointment, visit jagpt.com. That's jagpt.com. New York Presbyterian Hospital is one of the nation's most comprehensive, integrated academic health care delivery systems dedicated to providing the highest quality, most compassionate care and service to patients in the New York metropolitan area nationally and throughout the globe. New York Presbyterian is consistently recognized as a leader in medical education, groundbreaking research, and innovative patient-centered clinical care. Ranked number one in the New York metropolitan area by U.S. News and World Report and repeatedly named to the honor roll of America's best hospitals, New York Presbyterian has 10 locations in the metropolitan area. For more information, visit nyp.org today. Lions fans, the Columbia Dance and Cheerleading teams will be holding youth clinics on Saturday, January 27th, prior to the men's basketball game against Penn at 2 p.m. The clinics are for ages 5 through 12 and will be teaching basic level skills and all participants will perform with the team during the men's basketball game. Cost of the clinic is $30 and includes a ticket to the game. Additional game tickets for family and friends are also at a discounted rate. Visit GoColumbiaLions.com slash promotions to register. We all know what comes with being a fan, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Share a Coke with a friend. Coca-Cola, the official beverage of the Columbia Lions. Welcome back. It's the Morningside Hoops podcast. And Aaliyah? We were wrong, we Kyle. Were wrong. <laughs> we were wrong. Our mystery guest is going to continue to be a mystery for a little bit longer. But oh, what yeah. we do know and let me explain this to you guys because you haven't heard us say this before, is uh, we knew Kenny was coming on the podcast, but we knew Kenny was going to bring a guest, and we were making our guesses in the intro, but we didn't know who Kenny was going to bring. Yeah. So first, we're going to have Kenny introduce himself because this is his first time on the Morningside Hoops podcast. Yes. Uh, Kenny is a sophomore from Apex, North Carolina on the Columbia men's basketball team. Kenny, introduce yourself to the podcast listening audience. Uh, grew up in North Carolina. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What got you started playing basketball and what ultimately made you decide on Columbia? Right. So Kenny, um, sophomore currently. I uh, was originally born in New Mexico, actually, but I live in North Carolina now. Wow. Uh, I've lived there for quite some time, though, so that's why I call it home. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I feel like I've played basketball really uh, since I was young. My dad first put the ball in my hands, and then from there, I think I just clung to it. Um, played a lot of different sports, from like baseball, basketball, football, but I think that's really the one that um, I love the most. And so I think that's really why 
I just clung to it, and that's why I still play it today. Awesome. And bef- wait, before we get on to Columbia, though, like, <laughs> so one of my favorite shows, um, like, when I was a little bit younger was One Tree Hill. It's like a basketball, like, teenage drama. And I just know that North Carolina has a great basketball culture. So, like, did right. that kind of influence you in any way, like, the culture in North Carolina? I mean, honestly, definitely. I think, um, I mean, we got a couple of North Carolina guys on the team from, like, Zay and Jaden. Mm-hmm. I've actually known them since high school, too, for wow. quite some time. But we always talk about it like North Carolina is the hoop state. Like there's no better basketball than North Carolina. So um, I think for me, definitely, it's just like the competitive. There's a lot of guys who play go play D1 from North Carolina. So I think um, just like, yeah, definitely the environment makes you want to like achieve that as well. So I mean, looking on a map here right now to see where Apex North Carolina is. I mean, that is smack in the heart of tobacco road <laughs> i mean between raleigh chapel hill and durham like no, you are definitely. right there wow so i gotta ask you growing up what what team was it for you so i've always been a duke guy okay I get, oh, wow. I get a lot of hate for it actually but durham does look the furthest from is. apex yeah a lot yeah. of my friends um all right state people is okay. nc state yeah and i'm always the one that's like supporting duke so they hate me for it but <laughs> I'm honestly do it because I love that part too. So <laughs> okay, how far is Durham from you? Like, how far is Duke from you? Your um, house, probably like forty minutes. Okay, I would say oh, wow. 35, okay. 40 minutes. Yeah, and then N State's probably like twenty-five. Very 20? close. Yeah, like okay. 20, 15. And then Chapel Hill, probably 30, 35. Yeah, like thirty. Wow. Yeah, right in the middle of it there. All right, right it's in the middle of that rivalry. It's hard not to be a basketball fan. It's hard. Yeah, <laughs> really, right in the middle of that rivalry. So how many times have you been to Cameron Indoor to like? You know, and how many times have you seen like the team and Coach Gay? And were you were you like a fan during any of these? Uh, like, what what was your favorite Duke team national championship? That's know? a great question. Um, I was always, I was a big fan when um, they had like the three. Was it like Zion, R.J. Barrett, Trey Jones? Like they were all yeah, there. Yeah. I feel like they had a like really fun team. Um, just watching like a lot of like they had, like, a lot of YouTube stuff. It would be really cool, especially when you're young. Um, I've actually never been to Cameron though. It's very hard to get tickets there. So. Yeah. And I feel like I never really, like, made a true effort to, like, go see it, especially okay. just knowing that. Yeah. Because I've heard, like, some fans that are crazy. Like, they'll camp outside for, like, two days yeah. and yeah. just get, like, yeah. So okay, it was never in the cars for me. Okay. <laughs> Have you seen them play anywhere else? Um, No, I haven't. Okay. Same thing, yeah. And now okay. that I'm older, I feel like it's weird. Yeah. Like, it's, like, almost like a – I look at it like, oh, they're still, like, D1. It's not yeah. what it look like. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, now. I just didn't know maybe kind of younger age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, um, Aaliyah. I was just going to say, I mean, R.J. Barrett's still a fresh wound. He was one of my favorites, just got traded away from oh. the Knicks. So speaking of New York basketball, real quick, before our guests, what We're really you? clinging on to this tease. Oh, no. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, okay. We're really just, clinging. We, no, go, go. I like it. Because we wanted like to it. know what I brought like him to Columbia, and we're going to ask our special guests the same thing. Why so. don't we ask him, and he'll answer, and we won't even say who it is. I like that. Let them guess. Let yeah. Them. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, have Kenny. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, so what were you going to ask Kenny? Sorry. No, just what brought him to Columbia, because that was in our opening question, but then we hit him with, like, three more questions. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. What brought you to Columbia? <laughs> Um, yeah, I would say a lot of things. So uh, I finished high school in Apex, North Carolina, and I did a prep year at Hotchkiss. And like at Hotchkiss, it's just super academically focused and driven. And I think a lot of my coaches and like peers almost like urged me to like look at Ivy basketball and like how like a like, special opportunity really is. And I think when that came around, I visited Columbia and I kind of just immediately fell in love, I think, with like the people, I think, like the team, the pe like the just talking to the team, being around them, the coaches, I think it just felt really authentic. And I feel like for me, that's like the biggest thing is just like people and like 
really understanding, I guess, like the relationships and knowing that I would fit and I just felt like it would be the best fit. So I think that's really what brought it. But New York is also like, I feel like it goes without saying, it's just a great city to be in in general. So I think that's another thing that played a, played a role for sure. Love that. Oh, that's a good and story. our special guest, he, special he's guest. come far and wide to come to New <laughs> he York. He has. Why don't we have him tell us uh, about his Columbia recruiting story? Okay. And then we'll we'll spill the beans. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the game right here, though. I went to two of the players in, on the team, so I went to high school with them. So okay, whoever's listening, you kind of play with the game. Whoa. Okay, uh, I like that. Made me more like confused. This. To be honest, honestly, that made me more confused. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, <laughs> we have a lot to dive into. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm Nico Romanelli. So. Oh, spoiler alert! Yeah, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Dropping the bomb. I was just gonna. Hey, all right. Gonna, couldn't couldn't tease it. him anymore. Wow, we were yeah. done. Yeah, it's over. It. All right. But um, I went to I went to high school in uh, Dallas, Texas. I went to high school with Zeno Bedry, oh, wow. who's on the team, and then Geronimo De La Rosa. So I kind of knew through the program and Coach Ingles, and that's how the recruiting process started. And uh, I mean, same as Kenny, I just thought it would be great to have the chance to play Ivy League basketball. Um, you know, it's also like a chance that to come to Columbia, try and change something that, you know, we don't really have per se the best history. But like, if you can come here and make something happen in your four years, I mean, that's all you can really ask for. But I'm that's pretty much it. So, yeah. Nice. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> I know, it's I know. Nico Romanelli. <laughs> Dropping the bomb. <laughs> All right, guys, let's talk a little basketball here first. Uh, you guys had a very good non-conference season. Uh, I hope I don't get this wrong. Steve Merrill's in the room, so please uh, correct me like PTI at the end errors if I'm wrong. Uh, nine and four in the non-conference schedule. Uh, wins over a big, I, I would say probably staple win during the non-conference was at Temple. That was a huge, huge win. Then you guys went on quite a winning streak, a six-game winning streak during the non-conference season. Uh, won a couple non won a couple games after that, leading into the break against Lafayette and FDU. Close game, tight game at Fordham. Uh, then be before you came back for the new year, a nice little warm-up against Mount St. Vincent. Let's talk about the non-conference season first. And I think a big thing, I want to hear you guys say it because I don't want to put the idea in your head, but... Nico, let's start with you this time. Well, you're fresh, first year. Yeah. I'm still going to start with you. Okay. What do you think has been uh, such a factor for the guys to have start to see that turnaround this year and see it during the non-conference season? I really feel like we have a group of guys that like are collective together. And um, you can just see it in practice every day, like through our drills, our uh, huncho drill. And then uh, I'm the star drill. <laughs> so, you got to tell us about these drills. Hey. We don't know. No, it's just a lot of like passing and uh, pass backs. So like we have a great team culture. And I think that you could really see that in the games. Like we all are cheering for each other and we all really care about our, each other's success. So hopefully we can just continue that and uh, transfer it to conference play. Nice. Kenny, as a returner from last year's team, uh, what like what's your thought on like, you know, what this team is doing right now to kind of, and, and how nice is it to, to see it in year two, right, to yeah. turn that, start to turn that corner? Um, I mean, like you said, I think it's always been there. I think we've been building it since last year. Um, like what goes on behind the scenes doesn't necessarily always have like the best outcome. I think like guys come in every single day. And I think the biggest thing for us is like every single person from the top down, everyone wants to win so badly. So I think with that, combined with just everyone's experience over last year, like day in and day out of just 
each day, like we're grinding, we're trying to get better, we're getting better. And it might have not shown immediately, but I feel like now we're starting to see a little bit of that success. So I think now we're just dealing with um, like different problems of like, how do we manage that success and keep, not get content and just keep building rather than like be content with our like small success that we had early. So, yeah. And let's dive in a little bit more to the Temple win since we didn't get to talk to you guys about that. And this is our first time talking to you guys, obviously, during the Ivy League season. I mean, walk us through that win from your standpoint and the celebration afterward between the guys. Like, how like how was that for you? I mean, for me, I think it was just I definitely like a wave of emotions afterwards. I think going into the game, it was like everyone, even in walkthrough, everyone was so locked in. Everyone knew, like, this is what we wanted to do. This is what we're going to do. And I feel like it was just so refreshing to go out there and just execute exactly what Coach Ingles wanted from us. And I think in the end, like, we saw the stat sheet. And, like, there was really no, like, huge score that, like, took over the game. It was just a collective, like, 10, 10, 12, like, all the yeah. way down. It's a common theme this whole season. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. balanced stat sheet. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like is very healthy for us. And I think, especially in the locker room after when everyone was just super excited. Everyone knew, like, this is something we could be special if we like continue to build. So I think a, a bunch of emotions, definitely. I think there was a video that went, but we a bunch of emotions <laughs> after everyone's running, screaming, throwing water on coach. Just, I loved it. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And Nico, obviously for you in your first season, not having been here last season and the year before, maybe it doesn't mean exactly the same, but I think everybody has their own experiences and their own feelings about it. So for you to like first year already starting to see it, a win like that, like explain it from your perspective. No, it was definitely great. It was just being part of the game was also a big part of it. But I like I, I thought Jaden Cooper was a big factor in that game. I think he had like three threes, a nice backdoor cut. And then uh, Noah Robledo really stepped up. So, I mean, that's really been the key for us this year is like we're a team that's group oriented and we all come together and that really shows when we win. And um, for myself, I just think that I can try and contribute anyway and uh, whenever I get in just play a factor awesome I oh go ahead no I mean I think something I've realized um, now being around this program for three years is I feel like players are now accepting their roles whether it's first off the bench whether it's you know the guy that goes after the loose balls or things that don't show up on a stat sheet so like is that has that been a thing that you've maybe realized being a, a second year now that like people are stepping into their roles regardless of what it may be I mean, yeah, I think definitely. I think we have um, a couple talks where our team will gather. We'll have, like, a guest speaker come in. And uh, one of the big things for us is ego. The same thing last year, but I feel like this year it's really seeped in. And, like, we would always talk about how, like, to be a great team, we everyone needs to drop their egos and really just do what's best for the team. And mm-hmm. I think, like you said, I think from the top down, again, I think everyone's done their best job to be, like, take their own, like, personal interests out of the equation for mm-hmm. the, like, greater team success where – We'll shine better anyways if we do that. So, for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I was going to now, I wanted to talk about the non-conference a little bit with you guys like that, but now we're into the Ivy League season, right? And this is me speaking personally from my point of view. I feel like the way that the Ivy League schedule played out for you guys to start the Ivy League season was... There's a little bit up against you, right? You got to go to Cornell to open up the Ivy League season against a net top 100 team, an experienced team in Cornell, a high-scoring team in Cornell, right? And then six days later, prepare for a te- for to go on the road again at Yale, which is you know a perennial top four team in the Ivy League in Yale, 
right? And then it doesn't get any easier this Saturday, your yeah. first home game. Bang, it's Princeton, right? Who went to the Sweet 16 last year. So you guys, I thought from watching the Cornell game, played an outstanding game against a really good team. Look like yourselves, like toe-to-toe, like a net top 100 team, just like Cornell. You guys, it seemed like every time Cornell made a shot, looked like they were going to extend the lead to 7, 8, maybe 10 points. You guys make a shot. You make a three, right? Uh, some Z, I think Z had a good game inside, like making some shots, making some pull-ups. Uh, and then Yale, again, a two-point game at halftime, like Aaliyah, you brought up in the intro. Uh, so how do you guys know, like how do you judge, not judge yourselves based solely on wins and losses, but know that, hey, like, we this is a 14 game Ivy League slate. We're hosting it this year. We are still no matter what happens these first few games, you know, got to have games marked on the calendar that we know we have our path to get into this tournament. Right. I mean, I think it kind of goes back to what we learned last year, like our lessons of you put in the work, you do the work every day. It may not show up immediately, but almost not get too caught up in it. Look at like the next game. So I think for us is putting all of our energy into Princeton and like our goal is obviously to get a win at home uh, at Princeton, get on the board. But like you said, I mean, we're playing very good. I feel like that's just the Ivy League in general. Every yep. team is good. So um, I think, yeah, definitely just each game, obviously go out there. We're trying to win, play extremely hard, um, execute as best as we can, and then on to the next one. So Princeton, I think for us, it's just go in, execute, and hopefully if we do that, we come out with the best outcome. So, and then a quick follow up for you. You know, obviously, it's it's known that uh, G has missed the last few games with a hand injury. So you have filled in for him in the starting lineup, and I think have done a tremendous job. So how's that been for you the last couple of games to see that role increase and you know perform for you individually? Um, yeah, I mean, I think obviously G's an extremely great player, uh, best player on our team. So him going down definitely hurts. Um, I think. Our team has tried to do the best like we have, just responding and playing extremely hard, trying to win. Um, me, myself, I think my teammates have just given me a bunch of confidence like each game. Um, like the first game starting, they're telling me like they need me to be a scorer. They need me to um, step up in that way. So I feel like in, in the best way I can, I try to do um, in what each way. I try to play defense. Um, so I feel like that's really the biggest thing. But I think obviously, like like we said, it's a very like collective team effort. So that's the biggest thing for us for sure. So nice. And then Nico, I'm going to jump over to you on the Ivy League schedule so far. Uh, like again, what have you seen from the guys, the team, yourself, and what do you think? Like what what are some little things that you feel like you guys really want to perfect as we get into the Ivy League season? Yeah, I feel like we have a chip on our shoulder. I mean. I know that these teams are good. And like Kenny said, everyone in the Ivy League's good. Um, we're prepared for that, and we know. But we're just really focusing on our defense. I feel like that's something we can really improve on, our rebounding, um, help side. And those are things that start in practice. So these next two, two days, we're just going to focus on that and prepare for Princeton, who's a really good team. But, you know, we always think we have a shot. Nice. And you, uh, you guys are nice enough to join us here uh, right after a practice. So <laughs> right. why don't you, why don't you give uh, the listeners a little bit of insight into uh, uh, you know the the what are we right now recording? This is Thursday, so two days before game day. Like, what do you guys do on a Thursday to get ready for your Saturday opponent, Nico? Yeah, so um, we're still practicing hard for these next two days, and then we have a walkthrough. 
but it's um it's it's mostly the same stuff i mean we go through our like i mentioned we go through our star passing or i'm a star <laughs> passing so it's what just, is that what is that tell us no we all just uh get in our positions so um top of like space out around the court and we're just snapping passes around to each other just emphasizing um teamwork and passing to each other so we do that then we do our huncho drill which is basically get in the lane um barkley and uh, pivot and and then cut and drive. You gotta say who it's named after. It's named after Josh. <laughs> so, Josh, because we call him a Huncho on the team. <laughs> so uh, that's awesome. That's when you know you've made it is when you have an, a, a drill named after. Yeah, right. You. He's got a but couple of drills. Named hopefully, after. hopefully, <laughs> yeah, hopefully one day I'm at that point. But uh, <laughs> the Nico well, it's only drill. your first the, year, Nico. Hey, oh. I know it's only my first year, but yeah. one of these years. So um, no, but we do that, and then we uh, get to our passbacks, and we twist off screens and. We in-screen and, and stuff like that. But, I mean, it's just basically mostly the same stuff. And we prepare for Princeton, which we know is really good. And we see the kind of stuff they do, and we prepare for it. And then we go through our normal uh, walkthrough per day, um, before the game. We watch film, and just like every other team. But I feel like we have a great coaching staff that really goes into detail with the scout and gives us the best chance to win. And Kenny, for you being you know your second year on the team now, do you feel like that first year, like when Nico's going through right now, what some of the other first years might be going through right now on the team, like th the first time through, like now that you're a sophomore, do you feel like more comfortable and more at ease with it? Because there's just, I feel like so many little things that go on from like your first time going through finals in December and trying to prepare for finals while you're still trying to prepare for the December games. And then you guys don't play for about 18 to 20 days, right? Because you guys... With the Ivy League, there's no games during finals week. There's no games during study. And then you come back after the Christmas break and you play at Fordham, right? So like trying to get trying to make sure you're physically prepared and locked in for Fordham and then coming back and starting the Ivy League schedule and feeling like, all right, part two of the season. And then also, oh, and now the spring semester is going to start. Right. So just like for you now as a sophomore, <laughs> do you feel like how how do you feel you are now? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Um, I would say. Um, as like as a freshman, it can definitely be so overwhelming. Like sometimes we're playing so much basketball, you forget like, oh, like I'm a student at the school as well. Like there's a bunch of schoolwork, <laughs> yeah. um, like tough practice. Oh, I got to go to class and then I got to do my homework and you know what I mean. A lot of stuff. So, um, especially like my freshman year, I think it could be extremely overwhelming, um, just because you're just not used to it. So, um, uh, you might miss out on like certain things just like mentally. I think this year I'm almost like just trying to enjoy each of the moments because I think. When you're caught up in it so much, I think you can almost skip over like how special this opportunity really is and like each day and like how much you can really gain from it. So I think right now I'm just not necessarily being stressed over it, but almost enjoying like, oh, OK, I have practice. OK, I get I get to go to class and then I get to just enjoy whatever, even if it's yeah. just a walk there or whatever, just try to enjoy each and everything. So awesome. Well, you guys, like we've talked about at home against Princeton this Saturday, a big chance, a big opportunity to make a statement to the Ivy League that you guys are for real uh, right. this year. And uh, also home again. This is your, obviously your Ivy League home opener and then home again next Saturday against Penn. Uh, both games, I believe, at two o'clock. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> right here, right right next to us outside. We're up in the Lisa Carnoy Lounge at uh, Schiller Court Levy and Gymnasium. Aaliyah. Kyle. Is it time for... Sure. Fun with Aaliyah? Yeah, sure. No, I was... So basically, like, <laughs> this is something I started on the Captain's Corner podcast with football players because we have the same hosts every week. It's the same four players. So I came up with, like, segments every week to play. 
Um, but I don't know. I don't have an, uh, an actual segment, but since it's both of your first times on the podcast, maybe just some getting to know you, like fun some questions. Yeah. Icebreakers with Aaliyah? Yeah, like first day of class vibes, like those types of <laughs> okay. questions. Okay. So um, first, like, I don't even think we got into this. Are you, what age do you declare the major? Is it sophomore? Junior year. So do you have like an idea of what you might want to declare as your major? Um, I think right now I bounced around it about everything. So mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be econ coming in. Wasn't for me. Um, <laughs> thought about poli sci again, not pretty sure that's not for me. May go back, but I think I'm probably going to do psychology now. Nice. Yeah. So you seem like a thoughtful. Kind of <laughs> <guy>. <laughs> I like to think. Yeah. I don't like the numbers. So oh, <laughs> oh, you don't like the numbers. Okay. That's what it's about. I yeah, don't yeah, like yeah, numbers yeah. either. <laughs> I always feel like. I'm very math brained. Right. I feel like people are, unless you're really good at both, which good for you if you are, sorry, but you're like either like literature, Eng- English brained or math mm. brained, right? Like my brain works in numbers. Yeah. Right. Mine does not. Yeah. My- <laughs> See, Lee, <laughs> that's, that's why we're a great podcast yeah, combo. Exactly. Uh, but you're not a numbers guy. No. Nico, no, are no. you a numbers guy? I don't think so. No. no. <laughs> I was, I was in high school, guy. but I haven't, I don't think I'm really a numbers guy. <laughs> no. No. I feel no. like all the we, numbers guys man, are I'm into outvoted. baseball. I'm outvoted here. I'm <laughs> yeah. outvoted. Steve, Merrill, are you a numbers guy? Yeah, he's, he's all right. a numbers that's, guy. Okay, we got one. That's we why I get one. along with Steve. Yeah, exactly. We have to be numbers people, you know? There's just, <laughs> there's not there's enough just stats. You should see this. You should see this note page that he sent us for this podcast to get us prepared. It's incredible. Steve, you do I'm an amazing you, job. I'm trying to tell y'all, Steve is the man. He's I'm the man. To tell y'all. He's the man. <laughs> I'm going to read off some of these, uh, but we're going to continue Aaliyah's segment. Oh, okay. Wait, do I go first? No, well, you oh. asked uh, Icebreaker. Oh, okay. Are you reading Kenny it off or no, am I going? Kenny, no, no. Keep oh, going. Okay. Keep going with Nico. Do you, do you have like an idea of what you'd want to study? I'm not really sure. Um, I took a principal of econ class with uh, Galati, which I don't oh, yeah. think. I, <laughs> I, I, I went to school with his son. So okay. he was in my program. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, he was he was great, but it was a little probably difficult. I don't think I really enjoyed it as <laughs> much. But um, I, I think I might take the psych route or maybe nice. sociology. So nice. I'm just testing the water, though, freshman year. Good. Um, okay. So if you weren't going to become famous for basketball what would it be any hidden talents or passions mm. that we need to know about i would say take it or me? no I, I just want to say i think kenny could be a comedian <laughs> yes do you have a routine uh, do you have a stand-up routine oh definitely do you have one prepared i would but they'd have to pay for it come on i don't no. can't be for free man oh god i love stand-up comedy. <laughs> oh that's awesome <laughs> That's no, a good have you one. Been, have you been to any of the comedy clubs in New York City since you've uh, been around? I haven't, but I just love walking through Times Square and the people are pressuring you so hard to go to their <laughs> comedy shows. So. Oh, <laughs> you okay, really you can't. I don't, yeah, I don't think I've ever done that, but... We, that I, content I do, idea. Go I with do, Kenny. Oh, my God. <laughs> open mic night. Wow. Yeah. Open mic with Kenny. Wow. <laughs> He's lying to you, though. I'm not the comedian. He's the comedian. <laughs> Is he? No. <laughs> Let's be realistic now. <laughs> Is he? I mean, I recommend. I've been to Gotham Comedy Club a couple times. This is a good time. It's a great okay. time. So, mm-hmm. recommend uh, doing that at some point while you're in New York City. I don't know if you plan to be in New York City after your four years are up at Columbia, but it's good. Okay. Oh, it's definitely. good. It's Let's solid. It Got to check it out. So, would you have a different answer then for yourself? Um, if I didn't play basketball, I would be 
a pro golfer. Oh, yes. okay. Even better. Kenny and I are hanging out. <laughs> I'm putting all my energy into golf, and I'm getting nice. Kenny, I'm going to do my golf swing for you right <laughs> all now. Right, let me, let me okay. see what it looks Here like. I'll give you a rate, one Kenny. to ten. How, how, how long have you been playing golf for? So it started at Hotchkiss, so probably three, three and a half years. Did you, were you on the team? and uh... I played uh, club golf. So okay. the, there was a varsity JV. It's where I started, club golf. Okay. <laughs> Kenny, I've taken a few lessons over the past couple of years. I'm oh, not going to lie. But I'm I'm really trying here. I'm gonna get Let's into my golf it. position here. Okay. I, love it. Knees I bent. mean, yeah, knees bent. Always. I mean, backside's got to be out. Got like you're to. sitting on a stool. Always. Right, Nico. You, if you ever want to be a golfer. <laughs> okay. All I'm right. Listening. I'm taking notes. All right. There's got to be shoulder tilt. <laughs> That's the biggest right? part. Shoulder tilt because a lot of people will stand over the ball like hunched over, square shoulders, looking <laughs> down. Right shoulder's got to be. Mm. Yep. Shoulder tilt. And then the takeaway. I've been really working on the takeaway. I'm a, like I'm a wide takeaway kind okay. of guy. Really trying to be more like upright on the takeaway, and then bring the hands in on the way oh, down. That's Kenny, pure. that's pure. That's pure. <laughs> Kenny, we're gonna play. That's pure. Oh my god! I kid you not. Let me know. It could be any time. I'm there. Okay. <laughs> Where? Where have you played? You played around here? I've only played one. I played Van Cortland. I, I played, played Van Cortland. You have? Yep. Do you like it? Yeah, I like Van Cortland. So I live in New Jersey. Okay. But some of my friends live in like Westchester. Uh, so I sometimes like Van Cortland. It's like a nice middle area for us to meet over the summer. It's but nice. No, it is no, nice. I mean, for the for how much it costs to golf there and in the middle of the summer, it's in really good shape. Yeah, most I of would the time. agree with that. Yeah, yeah. And it's really nice because you can just take the subway there. Exactly. You don't even yeah. Have to, yep. Yeah, that's really nice. I can see you being like a, a sports commentator. You have like the, the voice and the look <laughs> for it. I don't know. That's, that's the vibe I, I get love from it. you. So I got two jobs to yeah, fall back on. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Nico, what about you? A lot of pressure. Oh, I, I think I would... Uh, <laughs> I'd be a chess master. Oh, chess. I, love, I love chess. So I used to play a lot with my dad. Okay. Did you watch the Queen's Gambit? That was such a good show. No, I haven't. Oh, I actually I've, have I've to. heard. I've heard it's about it. So good. You should watch it. Yeah. Wow. No, I I really enjoy chess. Like I think there's like competition between it, and then you kind of mm -hmm. like thinking it's kind of like basketball. So yeah, I would all hope the to do something side. like that. Wow. Yeah. See, I joined chess club in fifth grade just for the social aspect. I was not good at it, but I did love socializing. <laughs> so we got to like go to school early and play chess. I sucked. <laughs> um, okay. Who is your Mount Rushmore NBA players? It doesn't have Ooh. to be, don't, you don't have to go like, you know, like the popular choice, like personally, like some of your favorites. It could be NBA or just like college basketball, anyone, any player that you might look up to. That's valid. Me or you first? I'll, I'll go first. Okay. I would say, I mean, you got to have LeBron there. I know it's like a typical answer, but like he really does everything. He, he's he my can, goat. He can, okay. <laughs> I love LeBron. <laughs> I, I really, I think he's great. Have you met uh, LeBron yet? Not yet. You've met oh. so many people. Yeah, not LeBron yet. I would die. Like he's my. You would die. Well, I was don't. on his Instagram story though. I will. I you will say that. Instagram yes, story. he reshared a photo of me on his Instagram story. That's so. pretty fire. So yeah, yeah thank wow. you. So we're one step closer. Okay. But not met LeBron. But he's my goat. Yeah, he's he's great. He really does everything. Pass, shoot, rebound. So I, I think he's really good. Um, I would put Steve Nash up there. Mm. I really enjoy like just watching highlights of him. Um, him in Phoenix, Dallas Mavericks. He's just a great player. Uh, I'll put White Chocolate. Just love watching, watching him. He's, wh what's going on over here? Steve, Steve, Steve. <laughs> Steve Nash is. Two-time MVP. Okay. Oh. But please, he's. This is my Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Okay. We okay. gave you an opportunity to be on the podcast. Yeah. And you didn't yeah, take yeah. it. Yeah. So. Peanut gallery over there. <laughs> Steve, I was just giving you all these props, all these notes you yeah. sent us. I haven't even read any of them yet, but I'm gonna. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, so we have we have three. One we have more. three, and then I would say uh, John Stockton. Mm. I mean, he's just a winner. The mailman. The mailman. Yeah, he's past first point guard, love and that. um, yeah. Very unique. I love it. Yeah, I know. That's I had good. to. I had to. I had the the goat up there, and then a few other people. That's fair. I don't know if Steve Nash was approved, but um, <laughs> I like gonna, that. Did you even say with. Michael Jordan? No, but like that's the typical yeah, answer. Okay. I feel I like. like so you like, want your own. It doesn't necessarily have to be the four best players. Yeah, of all no, time. It's no, just like your personal. personal it, and okay. I kind of okay. look up to those okay. players. I yeah, feel. yeah, no, I, that's that's way. I, I think that's way better. Okay. Yeah, because then you Sorry. can really get to know someone in yeah. their basketball. I have love. more questions for you, actually, before we go to Kenny. <laughs> Did you talk about the fact when you introduced yourself that you're from Australia? No, I didn't. So. Yeah, that's so that's, that's kind of a big deal. But also, why don't you have an accent? Like, oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's, that's the first. Yourself. Oh, okay, okay. okay, you're okay. from Sydney, Australia. You don't sound like an Australian, and your last name is clearly Italian. Yes, I, I, I know. He's a fake. He's a fraud. <laughs> don't tell y'all. I, you okay. in witness protection? <laughs> CIA agent. No. Um. Uh, yeah. So I I have a bit of a mixed background, but okay. um. My grandparents are from Italy, so they moved to Australia after World War II. Okay. Um, yeah, so you know how you know about that. And then uh, I lived in. I was born in Sydney, Australia. I was. I'm, like, from Bondi area. Uh, my grandmother lives at Clovelly, which is basically like around 30 minutes from where Kitty and Fliss are from. Wow. So I didn't know them before I came here, but like we have a good relationship, Aww. and uh, that's great. That's sweet. Yeah. So then um, I was in Australia for seven years. I lived a year in Malaysia and then another wow. six years in Singapore. Oh How? my gosh. How? Explain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is okay. protection? I know. <laughs> I know. It's no. just like imagine if you're talking to somebody from the States. You're like, yeah, and I lived in Hawaii for a few years, <laughs> then Alaska, and then I came yeah. back. Yeah. I, I, I know. I know. It's kind of a weird story. All but, right. Tell um, us. No, my, it was just my dad's work. So mm-hmm. he was moving a lot and um, just his job and stuff like that. And Okay. And then uh, my family just always tagged along with him because he had the option of either just always traveling, but then mm-hmm. he just took his family with him. So I oh, actually appreciate awesome. that. Yeah. So I got to view a lot of different cultures when I was younger and um, be in situations that I don't think most people would have been in. So nice. then it must have been not as crazy of an adjustment moving to New York then since it's such a melting pot, but you've been exposed to so many cultures. Yeah, but New York's a whole thing. All right, that's good to know. That's That's good to know. Actually, from somebody who's lived in so many different parts of the world, Mm -hmm. to be like, no, New York is... In New York is a whole thing. I'm like, all right, you know what? Makes me feel I like... feel that way, but I haven't lived in Malaysia. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, New That's York's awesome. a whole um, whole vibe, but I, I'm really enjoying my time here. That's awesome. Um, I then, when I was 14, I uh, moved to Dallas, Texas, just to pursue the dream of basketball, play That's at awesome. a college. And then I went to a prep school there for five years, five, oh, like four and a half, four and a half years. And then I did a year in Florida. Wow. Spring, Spring okay. Creek was the one in Texas. Yeah. So okay. I, so Spring mm-hmm. Creek, like I was saying before, I went to high school with uh, Geronimo De La Rosa That's and right. then uh, Zeno Bedry. Mm-hmm. I went to high school with Zeno for three years. Wow. And then Geronimo won. That's so, awesome. Yeah. I, I was close with them before. And then it's just great having people like that that can like help help me as a freshman. Tell me um, like, you know, stuff about exams and having them during winter break. But everyone's really been a big part of my process as being a freshman. So That's you said, awesome. going back for a second, Australia, Malaysia, yep. Hong Kong, you said? Singapore. No, Singapore. 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 All right. Of, I'm not putting you on the hot seat here. Okay. <laughs> but I am. Okay. 
New York, Singapore, Malaysia, Australia. Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. And where in Florida is DME Academy? Uh, Daytona Beach. Daytona Beach. Oh, wow. oh my God. I won't, maybe that's the answer. Some good locations. What's your, what's, where, well, first question is, if you had to pick one of those places, and I won't judge you, but okay. some people listening may. Okay. <laughs> if you had to pick one of those places after college to retire to let's go to retire retire to. yeah that's yeah a good question i i think i would have a family by then and i'm more relaxed i mean that would just be the perfect lifestyle to be in australia i feel like okay. it's very relaxed mm -hmm. you can ask kitty and fliss like you just go down the street get a coffee you're walking your dog and everyone's just relaxed oh, and kitty, kitty and so fliss cool. kitty and fliss uh said recently on an interview yeah. that it's hard to find a good cup of coffee in new york yeah i know because Explain i feel like yeah, because I think everywhere it's like Starbucks and stuff. Like oh, okay, you, you don't okay. even have that in Australia. It's just homemade yeah. um, people making coffee. And it's like a big deal over there. Like, I got to make sure my coffee's right. <laughs> so okay. uh, I think it, I, I'm not really a coffee drinker, but just what I've heard from friends and family that coffee is way better. Yeah. I mean, I could totally see that. I, I'm sure like a homebrew is way better. I would much rather have my own homebrew than go to Starbucks or Dunkin'. Mm -hmm. Starbucks and Dunkin', it's like not yeah. getting coffee. It's like yeah. going, it's like it's getting a, a little drink. Treat. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm an exactly. old school coffee maker, not even a Keurig. I like like scooping my coffee. Oh, yeah, no, that's what I grind the beans and yeah. then oh, wow. put them in. Yeah, and then we have like an automatic machine. I won't get into it. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. uh, Nico, so what? what is home for you? Is it Australia? I would say the world. No, no, planet Earth. <laughs> I would say like the biggest thing. I don't, I really don't know. I'm not. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. It's. I would just say the people that I've been around is more home. I know that's not probably the it's answer awesome. you were yeah. looking for. Sweet. Wow. I just think like the it's connection. A good answer. Am well, I home? Aww. You have been. Wow. <laughs> yes. You'll always be home, Kenny. You yes. Wow, a breakthrough. Hey. That's the psychology guy coming out right there. Uh, that's that's, sweet. He's picking your brain. Uh, yeah. But um, definitely just the people. I mean, I go back to Australia in the summer. I, I usually take a break there. I haven't been back to Singapore since I left. Um, neither have I been back to Malaysia. But it's just really where my family is. My dad actually works in the Philippines now. Wow. So I, I go there. I went there this summer. But it's just, usually I just stay over, like, where I'm at. Like, I was in Florida. I stayed there over break over the summer. And then I'll probably be around the city in the summer. So I'm just, like, trying to pick up the pieces. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I think it's more through the people is where I find my connection of home. Of oh, all awesome. the airlines you've ever used, <laughs> what is the best? Definitely Singapore Airlines. Singapore wow. Airlines. Okay. SG. Explain. Is this, like, a luxury airline or just, like, no, regular no. standard? It's this is, like, it's, like, a national airline. I would yeah. say I would say Emirates is pretty good too. Okay, but like I don't know. It's just like they give you the hot towels. Oh, Singapore so Airlines. Nice. Yeah, it's Ooh. just great. They give you the hot towels. The seats just feel a bit in more coach. Comfortable. Yeah. Wow. See, wow. Now I feel like coach. I don't even know what those airlines are. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a long flight though. I yeah. Mean, so you go Singapore, then Qatar, and then Qatar, um, either New York or Dallas. Wow. So, oh, so you go wait. If like when if I can, you're flying from Singapore yeah. to Dallas, you go that way. You do. Oh, so in my mind, you would have gone the other way. You would have gone across the Pacific. Some, but, yeah. Sometimes you do, but like I think it's it's usually cheaper to go that way because okay. it's longer. Like the shorter oh, flights are the shorter flights less expensive. Yeah, are wow. more expensive. Uh, more expensive because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's mm -hmm. less time. 
Yeah. But I usually, if like when I did come, um, I went through Qatar or Dubai and then straight to Dallas or New York, wherever I'm going. Wow. So I would say, how long is a flight from Dubai to Dallas? That it's around 12, 12 to like 10 ish hours. It just depends. That's not as long as I thought. No, but the other ones, I think longer. I think it's 14. Singapore to Dubai, 14. What's the longest you've ever been in a plane? One flight? Is it 14? No, I did Philippines to New York, 16. Oh, that's that's terrible. I would just come out of that feeling like I was a zombie. (laughs) No, I know. And it was like my third time in New York. Like I just got here. I was here for the Europe camp and I was just kind of like dazed. I was just, oh man, I'm at Columbia. Like I got to stay awake and watch this practice and stuff like that. You ever woke up and not known where you are? Like not knowing what town you're in? (laughs) No, I haven't. But I I hope I don't experience that. I hope I don't. So, no. yeah. oh my, that was the hot seat. That was the hot wow. seat. Oh, really? You survived it. Yeah, good job. You did great. <laughs> thank you. You did thank great. You. Wow, people really know you now. Yeah. yeah. So, should we just finish with Kenny's um, route, Mount Stand Rushmore? up routine? Yeah. No, I need to know his NBA players, okay, and then we fine. can hear the stats from Steve. And I'm then... just trying to get a stand up routine. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, my round, Mount Rushmore players. Yeah. I would have to say Curry's definitely up there. I'm a big Steph Curry guy. Um, who else would be up there? Obviously, I think LeBron. I got to also go with LeBron. I think our generation is bigger on LeBron than like Jordan. Um, and lastly, mm, I'll more. probably say two more. Yeah, four. Oh, oh man. yeah, he's not good I, with numbers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> True. There you go. I'll probably say Kobe, just because like mindset and like the mm-hmm. like reputation they left behind. And then lastly, when I was younger, I was a huge Chris Paul fan. Okay. Until I wasn't, cause I went. I like my begged my mom to take me to a game, and then we went, and then he sat out of the game. No. Like something. Yeah. So I was See, Kobe would play through like That's injuries and stuff too. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. There Good was list. A, there was a while there in the NBA where I felt like it wasn't even that long ago, but it was pre-pandemic when this was starting to become like a, for lack of a better word, an epidemic where where players were like media were starting to get on players for sitting out games yeah. especially late in the season oh, when right. yeah. people bought tickets to go see them and then they sit out right and that's and that's exactly what happened to you with Chris Paul oh, sad yeah, little kid I'm not a fan that's so sad jeez, <laughs> jeez. wow this podcast episode has really done everything from your golf swing to the hot Aaliyah, seat. Aaliyah, we always have a good time. Yeah. We always wow, have a good was, time. I told them, we told them before they come on that yeah. this was a good time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now they're going to want to come back next week. You yes, see? Yes, exactly. For <laughs> sure. No, but uh, Kenny Nolan and Nico Romanelli. Guys, before you leave, I do have to give Steve Merrill his props and read some of these <laughs> stats that we didn't even go over. Okay, let's hear it. All right. So... You guys this year averaging 18.3 assists per game. Where do you think that ranks in the NCAA? This is so wild. I kid you not, because I looked it up this morning. Okay. I'm not, like wow. I never look it up, but I Tell for us. whatever reason I, I was in class and I looked it up. Well, let's see. Is it 18th? No, 12th. 12th. Wow. Yes. Even better. 12th. But 18.3 assists. Oh, so you maybe say, that's the gotta, mind. Gotta, yeah. Yeah. Mine got mixed up. Uh, began conference play with so you guys had nine conference wins for the first time I think in almost 10 years tw- since 2015-16 which as we talked about you can see you guys starting to turn the corner Kenny Nolan he's got a stat on you he's dropping numbers on oh, you man. Kenny dropped be a, good one, hopefully. a career high 17 Ugh. points in his first two career starts he's averaging 14 points per game thoughts on yourself um, <laughs> <it's tough. laughs> I'm just that guy <laughs> um, I mean 
like I said, I think it's just a, a a product of like our offense and also just like being put in the position. And um, I think guys having the confidence in me to take shots and also make shots. So I think it's as simple as that. I think so. Definitely just a, a team thing. I think for sure. Steve, any that we really that we missed that you really want to say? Yeah. No. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I just wanted to make sure. I wanted to make sure. And entering this Saturday's game, you guys have won seven in a row at home oh. for the first time in nine years. So, <laughs> I, I mean, you guys that. are you guys are seven Big and one side. at home. Seven yeah. and one at home this year. I think Albany, right, the home opener. Right. And then yeah. you guys have rolled off seven straight at home. So, do not take you lightly, no, especially definitely. coming into this building. Got to so, protect the home court. Got to protect the home court, and you guys have certainly done so this year. All right, guys. Really appreciate you guys coming on. Really enjoy the time. That's Kenny Nolan, Nico Romanelli. Rooting for you guys this Saturday, like we said, against Princeton, uh, 2 p.m. right here, Schillicourt Levy and Gymnasium. Good luck, guys. Thank you. Thank Good you. job. All right, Kyle, what a great episode filled with so many random things, including your golf swing. Including which, my golf swing, Which Aaliyah. for people that obviously are listening and weren't here, Kyle actually got up from his chair and showed the golf swing. And I, I have part of it on video. So maybe, you do. Maybe it's we'll blackmail. Yeah, it's I think black it's just blackmail, really. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, you can post that video. It's fine. On, on Go Columbia Lions. Please. Please do. <laughs> oh, yeah. People yes. will be confused. They'll be like, I thought this is a, a podcast or a, <laughs> a, basketball a basketball podcast. Well, we talk about all sports here. Oh, yeah. You know, I actually, when Nico was talking about being an expert Obviously, he likes to play golf. He's oh no, Kenny likes to play golf. But mm -hmm. Nico was talking about liking to play chess. And then I pulled up his bio. It says in here, again, credit to Steve Merrill, is an avid chess player, but also likes to play cards. And I didn't even like to. I didn't even wow. ask him what his favorite card game is. Oh uh, well, I maybe asked we'll him. have to have him back on again. We will, and we'll have to follow. We will. Up. We'll have to. What What's your favorite card game? Um, I don't know if I necessarily have one. I'm not very good at them. Come so, on. I don't know. What's yours? Um, well, I recently played three card poker when we were in the Bahamas on with women's basketball mm -hmm. at the casino because we were obviously staying at a resort. Uh-huh. Was really enjoying the three card poker. Shout nice. out to Ted Cowling. Him and I played some three card poker like two or three nights in a row. That's fun. Yeah. I I I was getting the hang of, of poker a little bit um a couple years ago. What kind of poker? Like five card draw, Texas Hold'em, where you have get the no two cards. Idea. How many cards were in your hand? I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it. <laughs> that's so that's your favorite card game is Goldfish. Got it. Yes. I, goldfish. I, I said Goldfish. My favorite card game is cards, uh, cards Against Humanity. Cards Against Humanity. Wow. I don't think we can talk about that on this podcast. <laughs> All right. So that being said, <laughs> Columbia men's basketball. You just heard it. Kenny Noland and Nico Romanelli uh, very kindly joined us right after practice here today. You can watch them in action on Saturday, 2 o'clock, Schiller Court, Levy and Gymnasium. The Lions taking on the defending Ivy League champion, Princeton Tigers, who advanced to the Sweet 16 last year and are receiving votes currently in the AP poll. So it should be, hopefully, a good game, Aaliyah. I oh, think, yeah. I think, uh, I think the Lions are ready. Obviously, like we said, uh, you know, just with the way that the uh, Ivy League schedule has been dealt to them so far this year, it's been a... Uh, rough start in terms of scheduling but they have looked very competitive yeah i think and i think uh they they could surprise someone yeah for they sure i'm surprise. looking, could, I'm looking you know, forward to it i'm looking forward to it as well this is the morningside hoops podcast i'm kyle matrician that's Aaliyah funshell you can catch this podcast and all of our podcasts from columbia athletics on spotify stitcher soundcloud 
Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us by searching Columbia Athletics and Morningside Hoops. Woohoo, that was a good one. Is that how you're closing it? <laughs> <laughs>